everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Ian McHenry from Beyond Pricing bringing you another episode of This Week in Airbnb and Beyond. This is our weekly but not so weekly podcast where we talk about all the latest news around Airbnb, short-term rentals, VRBO, vacation rentals, uh, and everything in this new and exciting and emerging space. Um, today, we have a guest who's been with us before. Uh, he is the master of breaking news on Airbnb. If you want to know it first, even before you hear it on This Week in Airbnb and Beyond, uh, go to Matteo Gamba's awesome site, All About Airbnb. Uh, that's all-about-airbnb.com. Uh, he breaks this news first and finds some incredible things. Matteo, welcome back. It's great to have you here. Hey, Ian. Thanks for, for inviting. Of course. Um, so before we jump into the, the latest piece of news, which I actually think is fairly significant, um, and you got some good coverage for it after breaking it, um, how do you, uh, I try to always try to make your view of your stories. How do you find this stuff? Do people send it to you? uh are you uh, what are your methods uh well actually i don't really have a lot of uh tipsters uh it's not okay. like popular uh news sites uh it's mostly a few uh updates that i receive uh automatic updates and uh crawling uh websites and uh, news popping in uh right. and also sometimes it's looking at uh pieces of code in, in on the website and try to understand what that might mean or not uh, yeah. for the development of a new feature. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it is amazing what you can find uh, just from seeing little crazy aberrations. Um, I, I can't remember if you found it first or we found it, but when they Airbnb added their, uh, their co-host feature, is that what they call mm -hmm. it? I think it's co-host. Additional host. Additional hosts, there yeah. you go. Uh, which, for those that don't know, was um, the ability to add another host who would then be invited to sign up for Airbnb, and they can go in and manage things around your profile. So uh, for my wife and I, for our Airbnb uh, in Santa Cruz, it was great because uh, she used to get all the emails about stuff and she'd forward them to me and all that sort. Now I'm a co-host, so I can sign in under my own account and do that, which is really great. Um, but we found that actually at Beyond because we saw people signing up uh, with uh, for listings um, where both, say in our case, like the husband and the wife would sign up for a Beyond pricing account and link the same one, uh, the same listing, but from two different accounts. And it's really confusing. Um, and it turns out that's exactly what was going on. Um, so it sounds like you see a lot of that stuff too, Matteo. And one of the things that uh, you saw that uh, made some big news on uh, Hacker News and, and got coverage on TechCrunch, which is pretty big, um, was that Airbnb kind of, you know, uh, we thought this might be happening uh, because of this additional host thing, is now they just, well, <laughs> you just announced that they are trialing uh, having super hosts be property managers for you, more or less. Is that all right? Let's talk a little bit about uh, about what the the new program is and and where they're rolling it out. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, what you described. Is uh, the additional host functionality uh, was something that uh, Airbnb started talking about 
uh, the beginning of the year uh, already in, in an official update uh, on, mm. on their blog. Uh, that feature was not really rolled out globally. It was just an announcement until a few months back. Uh, but then we noticed that uh, starting from a program uh, in, in the US, uh, Sonoma Select, yeah. uh, Airbnb started showing uh, that feature in, in use. Uh, with Airbnb itself being the additional host. Right. So that was also an interesting point because uh, having Airbnb not just offering the, uh, the place where people can list their space, but also actively uh, participating in the uh, management uh, of, the, of the listings uh, yeah. was already giving a hint of what, uh, what direction the company might have taken in the future. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this feature kind of evolved uh, into something uh, bigger uh, that has also bigger uh, ramifications. And yeah. basically, Airbnb launched a new functionality uh, for now just on the Japanese market. Uh, yeah. If you, the functionality is available to, uh, in every language, uh, but only um, for the uh, for a few hosts in in Tokyo. Basically, what is available now on Airbnb. It's a separate section on the site where uh, new hosts or uh, newbies uh, or um, real estate uh, owners can can discover other uh, people that can help them to uh, to become uh, Airbnb hosts. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, they will do basically all the work for for you, uh, yeah. and you can kind of expect uh, a good um, a good quality of service because all the people that are uh, listed uh, as potential uh, ad, um, uh, additional hosts uh, yeah. are actually existing super hosts on, on Airbnb. So yeah. it's people that have proved that they can run a business smoothly, uh, that know how to treat well guests and know how to treat well a property and have uh, that special touch that Airbnb is looking uh, into, uh, into the host community. Yeah, um, and this is definitely something interesting because it also um, pushes Airbnb into competition almost with a few uh, other that are around uh, the whole Airbnb ecosystem. Uh, yep. We 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 saw uh, many many companies in bigger cities like London, New York, uh, Paris, uh, starting creating property management uh, companies um, to help people. To, to actually list their place and not worry about uh, guest turnover, not worrying ab about cleaning. Basically, uh, just saying, okay, I have a place, I want to rent it out, uh, please do the work for me. Uh, yeah. This is something that has been uh, existing uh, for a long time uh, in yeah. the vacation rental industry. Uh, we know very well, very well having yeah. ourselves. <laughs> uh, and that's something that uh, started in... Uh, in the uh, city, uh, city kind of uh, business, uh, we can say it started with uh, One Fine Stay, uh, a company yeah. that uh, was uh, it's London based, uh, and, and the Beyond Pricing partner. <laughs> yeah, oh, true as well. Uh, basically, uh, One Fine Stay is uh, an Airbnb for very high end uh, apartments, but uh, it, the host component is a bit. Uh, it's a bit missing somehow. Uh, it's not like Airbnb where you, you go to a place, you meet a person, and uh, that person maybe even shares uh, the place and the accommodation with you. Uh, it's, it's 
uh, catering of all the needs that a guest might have uh, from the keys uh, handover to the uh, to providing uh, concierge and uh, information to to the guests to to cleaning the place uh, and leaving no uh, no extra tasks to to the to the property uh, right. owner and, and this is now basically what Airbnb is going to yeah. do uh, with uh, on a larger scale with more hosts. Uh, but on a smaller scale, meaning uh, less listings per uh, per host managed. Yeah, I mean that's interesting, right? Because you know, if if uh, it depends on whether or not the super host is also doing the cleaning themselves, because that can become quite cumbersome, or whether they're just arranging cleaners, checking in on the on the guests and managing all the listing, you know, uh, the accepting bookings. Yeah, that's totally true. Uh, hosts not necessarily do the the work themselves uh, as we talk about it in, in the past uh, Airbnb has quite of a big ecosystem of startups uh, that have been uh, growing uh, just around the business that Airbnb had created uh, yeah. and this is property management that's probably the biggest category that you can find out there yeah. uh, but also any other service that uh, host might need to to increase the the annoyance of uh, repetitive tasks like cleaning and keys and over uh, there are a lot of different companies that can help a host to to actually uh, do the so more yeah sorry you broke, broke breaking up a little bit there but um uh so then let me ask you this question, Mateo. Um, if we already have uh, hundreds of, and we deal with them all the time here, like we, we power pricing for hundreds of different property managers around the world, every single city. Dusseldorf has, you know, Welcome mm-hmm. Windy is in Dusseldorf of all places. Um, everywhere there's kind of one of these popping up. Um, you know, why do you think Airbnb decided to launch this you know, with super hosts and not with these existing property managers? Well, the main reason is that Airbnb never loved uh, property managers. Uh, they helped Airbnb uh, to, to increase the, the size of their business. But obviously, the, the main goal of a property manager is occupancy of, a, of an accommodation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means that... Uh, trying to find as many possible ways to bring people to, to book uh, the accommodation. And obviously, that yourself to Airbnb, uh, you might be the best host in town, but it's going to be hard to uh, achieve a 100% occupancy only relying on Airbnb. Right. Uh, that is the reason uh, use uh, tools like channel managers uh, that allow to synchronize a specific listing with multiple uh, portals. So not just Airbnb, but let's say Plus, Window, uh, HomeAway, uh, whatever is out there, uh, yep. TripAdvisor. Uh, you, you, as a property manager, you want to distribute as much as possible uh, the, the your listing and to increase the visibility uh, in order to have chances to obtain bookings. And yep. this is obviously not uh, in the best interest for, for Airbnb uh, because their, uh, their main goal is to maintain people as much as possible inside of their 
uh, of their platform. And yep. uh, this, we can see this kind of uh, hate and love relationship between Airbnb and property managers. Uh, for example, in a small feature that Airbnb always uh, had uh, is the calendar synchronization uh, mm-hmm. that is working well in one way. Uh, if you have to import uh, bookings from from somewhere else. But when you want to export uh, your Airbnb activity, that's not working always so well. And you can say that uh, it might be even by design, uh, because if you end up having a a double booking, uh, an overbooking on another platform, you are going to get punished on that other platform. Uh, while Airbnb uh, is interested in keeping uh, the cancel the um, uh, the uh, the reservation on its own platform, yeah. uh, and why uh, then entering this this business, uh, especially with Superhost? Well, yeah. Superhost are people that are uh, kind of brand ambassadors for for Airbnb, people that really put a lot of effort in the platform, put a lot of effort in evangelizing as well the. Uh, the, the mission of the of the company and by offering them a further uh, monetization possibility uh, because manager uh, doesn't mean just doing the the work it also means uh, receiving a fee for for your services yep. and uh, by by adding this option uh, Airbnb can turn uh, super host in hunt uh, hospitality professionals so if as a as a host you might have uh many people are airbnb host on on the side uh, this is not their main job yeah. uh, by adding such a functionality uh airbnb is adding one more piece uh to the to the puzzle uh that it can uh, actually uh bring a host to not have it to rely on extra uh in and especially if you think about the 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 what Airbnb is planning to introduce in a couple of months that have been trialing already the the whole city host uh, yes. and magical trips uh, topic uh, that's another piece that uh, is going to add yeah. a further revenue stream uh, for casual and not so casual hosts. Yeah, let's talk about that. So. Um... So uh, what Matteo's talking about is there is a city host trial, which, you know, Airbnb has been dabbling in this idea of, you know, peer-to-peer trips and experiences, right? Yep. Um, so that, uh, and, and all the major, like Expedia and Booking.com, and everyone's really trying to get into selling uh, experiences, whether they're tours or kayaking or whatever it might be. And that tours are kind of the new hip thing and and uh the source of a lot of revenue for a lot of people um you know uh gee it must be five years ago or so a company called viable uh came around and was like the airbnb for experiences and uh airbnb at some point had partnered with them after that they had created some other sort of way to book activities right where you could have a yeah meal they tried a few different things like uh, some traces are still available on the on the website uh, yeah. uh, they they found Cisco and in Paris uh, yep. in the past. Uh, there was even a, a sign-up form for hosts in those cities, um, right. but they never really pushed it too much. Um, they they tested well, also different versions and tried to understand what was the exactly the, 
the kind of direction the, the company yeah. wanted to go. And they uh, had trips. Remember Airbnb trips, uh, which I don't yeah. maybe now is city host, which was you would basically along with the accommodation, it would all be bundled together and include say a tour and a dinner or yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we saw a couple of people that were on that platform. I think this is really something that um, a few, quite a few companies tried to uh, to do this peer-to-peer -peer, uh, tours uh, in the yep. city. Uh, nobody really succeeded in that. Uh, I think, uh, as you said, Viable is a company that uh, was there. Get Your Guide, a Berlin-based uh, startup. Uh, it's well, Get Your Guide was more professional, though. Well, Get Your Guide started as a peer-to-peer. -peer, oh, uh, but it was people um, who were. It wasn't. People who were full-time guides, it was people who were just doing it on the side. It was a little bit of everything at the beginning. Right. And it started uh, as together with, uh, there was another company called Gitsi, uh, always in uh, in Berlin, that got mm. acquired then by, uh, by Get Your Guide. Uh, they tried this kind of uh, angle, uh, but they, they didn't really uh, succeed. Uh, I talked with a few, some of the founders of Get Your Guide. They, they were really like uh, not believing in the... Uh, Kind of uh, to pursue. Uh, yep. Even if you if you look at Airbnb, is is something that uh, it's not that easy to to achieve. Uh, it's it, it fits the original mission of Airbnb of uh, getting people to explore more the city uh, in a, a non touristic way. Yep. Uh, and this is really the uh, the little baby of Brian Chesky's like. Uh, it's his project, uh, as you might remember from uh, last year. It closed one of the keynotes presenting the uh, the trip that his parents uh, had in Paris uh, and explaining how there was a uh, way of traveling and visiting cities that was really uh, changing and uh, people were uh, ready to experience cities in a different way. And Airbnb is really trying to go into that direction. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the traditional uh, uh, touristic activities that you might want to uh, do, uh, but more uh, niche activities and experiences, really uh, something that you uh, you will do and you will remember uh, as something different uh, that doesn't necessarily connect to the city itself. Uh, you might go to Paris and you will still want to see the Tour Eiffel, uh, but then uh, to to remember something different uh, you will go on a special tour of the uh, of some hidden places in in paris and it, uh, uh, for example experiencing local restaurants and uh, hidden places that's more or less the spirit that airbnb is trying to um, to go after and also the the, the whole city host um, section I, I don't know if you if you have access to that it's still a beta um, you need to enroll and Very you can get an invitation it's, it's a, a really design for uh, looks like almost uh, when you when you go on this page uh, like uh, movies um, right like posters uh, the way they're presented it's really trying to uh, to inspire people to uh, to get something more uh, out of their out of their journey yeah and what's interesting is uh, well at least yeah it still is it's very prominent it's right on the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas before, all their other tests were kind of hidden, and it was very difficult to find. 
Um, they've put this right there along the top bar. You can't miss it. Um, yeah. And uh, and it's also the first thing you see when you scroll down on the page um, until you've unlocked it. So it seems like they're really making a, a fairly big push. And then well, another yeah. another piece came out, um, which was that they acquired, uh, I, I would say, Trip for Real. Yeah. Trip for Real. Less known than and viable no, over a, here, but they'd raised $3.1 million, I guess, uh, over there. It, it was, and Trip for Real has been around since 2012 or something. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually an interesting company. It's a, a Barcelona-based uh, company. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the many that, uh, that tried this, this, uh, this route. And they have been working with Airbnb in the past. Uh, they had a partnerships, uh, partnership in Barcelona. Relationship went uh, back. Uh, so they, they knew uh, each other. They knew how the company were working. And they, Airbnb obviously saw some, uh, some synergies and decided, okay, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a good moment to, to give a further push to, to what we are trying to, to do here. Uh, probably they're going to announce something in well, the, at their less than two months away. Uh, and they open. might need to, to scale up uh, the, the volume of what they, right. uh, what they have. Uh, and gain the expertise of people that have been working on that specific uh, industry for for years. So it, it's probably very uh, interesting. Uh, we'll see how the the, the press release was. Uh, we will keep working separately, but we'll see if that's uh, how the company will develop. Yeah, it's interesting. It you know, it's it's fairly uncommon for. Airbnb to buy companies for their product, you know, everything else, at least in the last four years has been, you know, pencil hires local. Yeah. Mostly aqua hires. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, the last one, I was just thinking of this, the last one that they actually bought was way back in 2012, uh, called crash patter, uh, mm -hmm. which was, uh, UK based. Yeah. Um, and it was the, back then they were, you know, Airbnb was fairly U S centric. And I think this was their first, kind of way to get a lot of inventory in Europe very quickly. And it sounds like this trip for real acquisition uh, is exactly the same for the activity space. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And, and, and for those that don't, sorry, I was just gonna say, for those that don't know, and I, most people are surprised when I say this, you know, something like 85% of Airbnb's listings are outside the US. <laughs> um, so you might say, hey, why didn't they buy Viable here in the US, better known, they'd already done stuff with them. You know, I'm guessing it's probably because they realize, hey, the majority of their, their business is non-US. Well, that's uh, definitely, and if you also this compared to, uh, consider what uh, was announced last year at Airbnb Open, uh, one of the big strategies for 2016 for Airbnb was to push into uh, Asian the Asian market, so yeah. uh, Chinese and Japanese and Indian, uh, both hosts and guests uh, that. Uh, at the moment, uh, are uh, still a smaller uh, part of the Airbnb business, except for Japan. Like crazy, uh, and yeah, Japan yeah. is is now well, Tokyo and and Kyoto and Osaka, where we actually have a large portion of them are um, are really big. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're growing a lot, and you see as this uh, new uh, functionality that is focused on 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 Japan as a starting point, uh, how uh, how Airbnb is really trying to push more. 
uh, into those uh, in markets that are fairly different uh, from from the American one. Uh, if you if you compare Europe and uh, and, and and the U.S., uh, it's still quite uh, easy to uh, to transition a, a business from from one continent to the other. But when you talk about going to to China, going to to Japan, uh, there it's a whole different uh, whole different deal. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, uh, I mean, one of my theories, and tell me if you agree, is that the testing it in Japan. Uh, makes sense because we've seen, uh, you know, there's, um, well, there was a report out from the information um, using some of our data showing, you know, uh, Japan is mostly, it's over 75% uh, uh, entire homes. And then what we've also seen there is it's a lot of medium and large property managers already. It's probably mm -hmm. the most dense for, for having somebody else help, help you manage your place. Um, so I'm guessing this is is yeah that that's definitely will that. be one of the reasons. Uh, plus the fact that uh, the the cultural uh, differences might still uh, need someone to to help you to uh, to get into the Airbnb mindset. Uh, yeah. So let's talk a bit about the 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 details of the program too do you it looks like uh the payment will happen automatically so if you say hey i charge 10 percent of bookings um then uh airbnb will automatically uh as a property manager or as a uh was it called an experienced uh experienced host yeah. as an experienced That's host helping out that that'll then um go automatically into your account. Um, is it clear if Airbnb is going to take a cut of any of it? Uh, I still not that clear. Uh, I'm, I was planning to talk with a couple of hosts that are enrolled in the program. Uh, I still okay. uh, haven't had the, the chance because of time differences and uh, it's not that easy to, to schedule these this calls. Uh, but the, the basic of the program is uh, you, you want to, to rent out your property. Uh, you think okay, Airbnb might uh, generate more, uh, more revenues than a traditional rent. Uh, and you decide, okay, uh, I want to look for someone that can do the job in a proper way, uh, in an efficient way, and that fits my, my special needs. Uh, you go on the section of the website, you search for uh, your local area. And at the moment, it's only uh, feature available in Japan. So if you search, for example, San Francisco, you will end up with uh, no results. Uh, but let's say you search Tokyo, you will end up with a list of super hosts uh, that uh, have also personal profile explaining uh, what is their hosting style, uh, what is their hosting history, what is what are their reviews, uh, what previous guests uh, said about them. Uh, so you can get an idea of who can be the best to uh, to actually manage your uh, your Airbnb business? Um, you can contact as many as you want, and that's uh, that's actually yeah. something that Airbnb is encouraging people to to do. Uh, just as when you are trying to to book a place, they tell you, okay, contact multiple hosts just to increase the uh, the likelihood that someone will accept your booking. Uh, in the same way, they tell you, okay, contact multiple hosts, find. Uh, which one is the best that can uh, help you to uh, to achieve uh, your your financial goals, your uh, entrepreneurial goals, and uh, you start a conversation with a multiple host. You you describe what you what you want to do, what you want to do, don't want to do, uh, and uh, you agree uh, more or less on on a price. Uh, you you can see already what is the the fee uh, that uh, a certain host uh, is asking. 
for their uh, services. Uh, that's also so something that can be negotiated uh, because let's say you you have special needs, you want people to uh, to also take care of guests in, in a particular way, uh, the price can be adjusted based on that. And the, the payout information, that's still something that uh, I haven't had the chance to, to, to observe uh, because being the feature so, so new, it's still uh, not being fully rolled out. Uh, but it, it looks like it's fairly integrated with the with the rest of the of the Airbnb platform. So the messaging still goes through uh, the the normal Airbnb messaging system. Uh, the 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 requests are integrated with the um, with the rest of the platform. So I I assume that uh, also the the payout will find a way to be uh, to be automated by Airbnb. Uh, yeah. This still doesn't solve some of the problems that uh, can arise is like the more uh, financial and uh, um, the whole taxation and the, the regulation of the of the of uh, Airbnb as a business, uh, and that's something that it's extremely different from country to country, from city to city, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Airbnb will uh, look at this and try to manage this. Uh, because uh, until when Airbnb could oversee, uh, overlook a few of the regulations, uh, that was fine. Uh, but now we are seeing how Airbnb is getting uh, more and more uh, troubles in plenty of cities because of uh, the way uh, the business is, is run uh, in contrast with uh, local uh, regulations. And having people that manage properties for others and money flowing from one side to the other, and it's going to be quite of an interesting situation. Yeah. Same yeah, for a city it host. Uh, there it's, uh, it's the whole idea is nice, uh, but then you want to see uh, how Airbnb is going to manage insurances or uh, payments uh, anything that uh, any local regulation uh, it's uh, something that a startup can maybe get away with but uh, Airbnb's uh, every move that the company does uh, it's under scrutiny now so that's definitely something that uh, it's on on their to do to to be checked yeah so I mean it sounds too on the uh, well, just to go quickly back to whether or not they're going to take a a percentage. Um, I'm guessing it'll probably just be free, and 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 it's what you said before, right? It's a ploy to get uh, more to to do a couple of things, right? One is uh, if you're going to have somebody manage your place, let's make them uh, somebody who's really bought into Airbnb. Let's keep it only on this platform because it becomes difficult, right? If if your if your transactions are all happening on the Airbnb platform, like you're paying a Airbnb super host. Uh, even if you want to also be on Homeway or VRBO or Wimdo in Europe, um, uh, managing payment for that, you'd have to do a totally separate thing. Uh, yeah. And it becomes much more difficult and you're less likely to be using a channel manager and all those sorts of things. So their advantage is, hey, they get you to be 100% on Airbnb because, heck, it's so much easier, right? It's a lot yeah, more Yeah, we'll definitely see this out. functionality as a further lock-in uh something that adds a lock-in effect uh, for existing yeah. hosts. Rather than trying to monetize on, on it uh, and yep. uh, increase its revenues uh, and the uh, uh, lifetime value of a, of a, of a host uh, by 
giving them something more to 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 work with. Uh, Airbnb as a business also has to think about how to grow further on uh, if they want to go public uh, at some point. Uh, investors will want to have uh, some kind of business. That's what you already do today. And uh, you want to be sure that you have a few uh, possibilities open to uh, to expand your horizons, and this is definitely one of the of the possible options. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Um, so, I mean, let's take it from the the Airbnb host side uh, or or an owner. And do you think uh, what do you think this means for property management companies like in the UK, AirSorted or Lavanda? Um, or here in San Francisco, Guest Hop or Pillow. Uh, yeah, do you a, think it'll uh, have a uh, big impact on their business? Well, uh, seeing how many of these companies are uh, popping up, there's uh, definitely there is space for uh, for people to to make a business out of it. Uh, it I think it will all end up going to scale uh, this program. Uh, and if it's actually oh, look, I lost you there, Matteo. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, uh, we're saying that we we still have to see how uh, Airbnb is gonna push this this program and how is it gonna be uh, received. Yeah, by property managers. Uh, last year, Airbnb tried to do something somehow similar. Uh, to uh, get hosts more involved. Uh, the whole mentors uh, program was something that uh, kind of has similar, uh, a similar background. Uh, Airbnb wanted to, uh, to get existing hosts to help new hosts to get started. Uh, however, the incentives there were probably completely misaligned. Uh, Airbnb was offering uh, $250 uh, dollars uh, um, gift card for the uh, training that uh, existing hosts can could provide to uh, to newbies, uh, and that's something that as a host you might not need. You might not need uh, Airbnb credit to to travel, uh, and still uh, it was a uh, an ex- time expensive uh, task to to help people to to get right. started. So, yeah. so here about- they can actually get real money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here they can get real money, and that's probably one of the key differences. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Um, it's definitely something interesting um, that can add more monetization possibilities, and that can turn uh, more people into Airbnb host. Uh, so, yeah. And then the, the last element of it that's interesting to me is, you know, do you think that people will become full-time, like their whole career will be based on Airbnb because, you know, I think we already have, I mean, a lot of the property managers that came up, I know Guest Hop and um, some others, uh, it was, they started as uh, somebody who was a very active host. Yeah. Who had some friends that said, Hey, can you look after my place? And then they said, Oh, I can actually make a business out of this. Um, You know, I imagine that there's, Others who, you know, I, I definitely know people who, um, you know, they use it to pay their mortgage, right? So that's great. Mm-hmm. And they might be um, freelancers or artists or other sorts of activities that aren't a nine to five job. 
um, and or you know, and they're putting together, you know, that's kind of this new economy, right? Which they're putting together yeah. all their work from different things, and they're their own boss. Um, but it sounds like now um, it's there's the potential that if you look after you know three different places and you're running trips, that basically your uh, your whole business got a good is, income. is yeah. hosting people, right? And it seems very reasonable because you know if you're taking let's say fifteen percent of a property and it does mm -hmm. say four thousand dollars a month, what are you at? That's six hundred bucks per property. Um, yeah. Uh, and you'll probably take more than that. Let's say it's twenty percent. Then you're at, you know, twelve hundred. Let's say a thousand dollars per property. If you do four properties additionally, that's fifty thousand dollars a year, um, just yeah. for looking after four properties. Uh, or you could do two or three, and then you're also running, uh, you know, tours for ten people that pay a hundred bucks each or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's I um, think uh, all about the, the the feeling that a person has about the the business. Uh, there are hosts that are very passionate about the, the job that they do, others that they mostly do it just for uh, for an extra income and they will not go the extra mile. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I would not see every super host having the potential to become a uh, full-time property manager. Uh, some yeah. might still do it on the side, uh, but uh, there, might, there must be also some dedication behind, uh, someone that really uh, has the passion for uh, for these kind of things. Uh, in that case, a feature like this will definitely uh, enable uh, an extra uh, source of income. Uh, there are two lines of thoughts. It's like people uh, that say, okay, uh, the, the fee that you should be charging is actually more than 15, 20%. Uh, I saw a few hosts commenting and saying, okay, uh, I, I will charge 40, 50%. Uh, for managing a property uh, and I will never do it for 10-15%. Uh, while if you look at the uh, companies like the, the one we were talking about before, ASO or the host makers, uh, their, uh, their fees are more on the low end of what Airbnb is suggesting. So that is also a matter of scale. Uh, how many properties you manage, how many people work with you, uh, that's changing a little bit the, uh, the rules of the game. Uh, so uh, I, I would see like uh, a few hosts kind of transitioning, becoming more property managers, and maybe, as you said, uh, establishing companies that don't necessarily have to be uh, internet startups, uh, but also more traditional businesses, uh, just managing uh, managing out other people's properties. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So we'll see what happens there. Um, well, yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's. It it's funny that you, you're always able to break these types of things that I don't see it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering when, I guess it's similar to Apple where Apple won't make bigger, uh, you know, product announcements necessarily. Um, but there's all the Mac rumors folks that are, uh, hacking away, looking at all the patents that are being filed. And, well, that's pretty uh, much the, the spirit of my blog, I would say. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're basically the news. Mac rumors for Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then uh, I covered a few bit uh, more things, more about tests and uh, product announcements. That's something that still has some relevance. Uh, but I think that the interesting is where other people are, are not there yet. Yeah, cool. So uh, I'm going to go back real quickly um, to uh, Sonoma Select, which you mentioned mm -hmm. very quickly in passing. So for those that don't know, uh, remember, this was a program where Airbnb basically selected, uh, I forget if it was about 100 or so properties yeah. in 
um, and the Sonoma area, which is one tree right next to right next to destination. Um, people go wine tasting there from all around the world. And uh, what they did was, A, they selected, you know, uh, nicer properties, ones with lots of reviews. They had a, a decent range. It wasn't all luxury. There were some just very unique, very well-reviewed, you know, $150 a night average types of places. Um, and then they said, hey, along with this, you, you basically get a welcome basket uh, with local wine, local goods, kind of this nice sort of thing that you might expect, you know, uh, to receive at a hotel if it was your anniversary or whatever it is. Um, and, uh, and you could book those. And when you searched in Sonoma, uh, for an Airbnb listing in general, it would prompt you, Hey, do you want to look for a Sonoma select one? Um, and this was our, the first instance where it looked like, Hey, is Airbnb going to get into the management side? Like you said, the way they did it was it was still the original host. Uh, but Airbnb was the co-host in the sense, the, uh, the additional host here. Um, and as I understood it, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, I think Airbnb was booking, was literally booking out the nights for people or guaranteeing their revenue and then managing the bookings. It's still unclear exactly how it was working. Um, but I guess the question is, you know, I haven't seen a test since then. Again, we are getting into the low season, but do you think Airbnb, uh, would ever expand that or have they decided hey uh we don't want to be in this business uh let's leave it to super hosts to do all this management thing because it seems like they got fairly close to being managers themselves by dipping their toes in there um i mean and they they you know why don't they have so many listings out there why don't they just stick a, a manager in each market that has over 100 listings and uh start hiring cleaners and, and they already have the customer support team. Um, oh, that's, do, do you think that's they will? Do you think they've decided not to? Where, what do you think? So there are so many different things that Airbnb is testing and uh, might want to test and uh, has there and it's like, okay, no, we do it or we don't do it. And it's very, uh, a lot of this uh, meat on the, on the fire. Uh, I think the Sonoma Select uh, kind of brings back the, uh, the initial spirit that Chip Conley brought in, in the company. Uh, the whole um, kind of boutique hotel feeling uh, that you might want to give to, to an Airbnb uh, uh, accommodation. So something more than just the, the scrappy room, just the uh, place to sleep, more something like a, an experience. You go to a place also to experience the, the place itself. And uh, it could be that Airbnb uh, goes more into this direction. They, uh, as well, in the in the last months, they they tested a few uh, a few more uh, things. Uh, for example, uh, one was connected to a program, uh, friendly building, if I don't remember wrong, uh, right. where uh, Airbnb was actually partnering with uh, real estate uh, companies to uh, to enable uh, newly constructed buildings to to have. Uh, Airbnb um, places inside directly. So that's already uh, another example of how Airbnb is still trying to see, okay, can we do this? Can uh, What is the right way to, to approach this? And uh, it, you never know. Uh, they, they are testing multiple things. Many things work. Uh, many things as well not work, don't work. So it's it's good for them to to test a few things. Sometimes you have somehow the impression that they are uh, going into 
a lot of different ways without too much focus. Uh, but I guess that's also part of the of the of the exploration that they have to do to understand uh, what is the next potential big business that they can go after. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay, well, one last uh, thing. Uh, I'll give you the option, Teo. Do you want to talk a bit about how Airbnb is thinking uh, thinking about changing? Uh, Cancellation policies. Cancellation policies, or do you yeah. want to leave people hanging for your uh, your piece well, to come out? That's uh, I just published something on on the blog, uh, so okay, so it's definitely fun. more information there. Uh, but I think this is a quite of a controversial uh, topic uh, for the for the host community uh, yeah. because, and that's always so happens. Give, Airbnb. Just to to give everyone a bit of background here, um, Airbnb has done different things around cancellation policies. So when a guest books and they decide, hey, I don't want to stay there, um, you can, uh, you know, they keep changing what you can set. So um, right now, Matteo, what are the, well, uh, to compare it, by the way, to, to airlines. So with an airline, come from the airline space, with an airline, uh, there'll be kind of a, uh, I mean, there'll basically be a block of text that tells you all the regulations whenever you buy a ticket. And it can vary drastically from every single airline. And it's kind of up to you to read that. And most people don't. And there's a little bit of standardization, but kind of everyone assumes, hey, uh, if I cancel my flight, uh, you know, I'm going to have to pay a big fee, right? Um, in hotels, originally it used to be like you could cancel literally the day before. With car rentals, it's still mostly that way. Um, which causes a big problem, uh, well, it causes a decent problem for hotels because they have to figure out, all right, how many people are going to cancel this reservation, right? Um, and now more and more hotels are trying to put in cancellation policies or at least charge you more when you initially book if you want the ability to cancel at the last minute. So Airbnb's kind of, uh, you know, um, tried to, to figure out, hey, what's the best thing here to balance uh, what guests want, which is flexibility, and what hosts want, uh, which is, you know, that a booking is a booking. Um, so uh, with that context, uh, you know, how was it before and what are you seeing now that they're trialing uh, in terms of what you can do with your cancellation policy? So before, basically what was happening is that, uh, first of all, Airbnb uh, was always charging you the, uh, the guest fees. Uh, so the, the percentage that you pay to Airbnb as a commission uh, yep. in case of cancellation, uh, no matter what, uh, that fifteen, uh, that twelve percent was still staying in Airbnb's pockets. So even with the flexible, oh, yeah, right. Please. So um, what you're saying uh, as as an owner, right? It's three uh, percent. Uh, uh, you have to pay three percent to Airbnb as an owner. Um, but if a guest uh, cancels a booking. Um, you know what you're saying is before. It was always that. Uh, yeah, you would if I did a booking at a thousand dollars a night, and there was a twelve percent or twenty dollars fee. Yeah, if I cancel, then Airbnb gets to keep that hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, and the host doesn't see anything in in the case of a flexible cancellation policy. Right. Uh, then there were a strict cancellation policy and a moderate cancellation policy that basically were. Uh, setting the, the time frame uh, when uh, a guest can cancel uh, and how much money uh, the host will get in case of cancellation. And uh, the, the best example is the, the strict cancellation policies. Uh, it used to be that uh, from 
uh, if a guest was canceling, uh, they will only seeing fifty money back. Uh, the rest fifty percent was paid out to the to the host, and Airbnb was getting the their fees. And what was the date range on that again? Uh, seven days. So seven, seven days from the check-in. If you cancel, you didn't see anything, and that's still the the standard for for everybody. Uh, what is uh, happening now is that. Uh, in Italy, uh, so only on a very specific market. Airbnb is trying to change the is uh, by giving much more flexibility uh, to on to the guests. Uh, basically, it's not going to charge anymore the uh, the guest fee in case of cancellation uh, in oh. most of the cases. So you cancel, uh, you. You think about okay, uh, I I can't travel anymore, or I found something else. I'm free uh, to 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 cancel. Uh, with a kind of reasoning behind, it's like uh, people want to be uh, more flexible when they book. Uh, they don't want to think about okay, uh, what if something goes wrong and I have to update my getting people to actually book something. So everybody wants to remove that obstacle. And But on the other hand, you have to think about what is on the host side. Uh, as you mentioned, getting a cancellation, uh, it's a huge pain in the ass, <laughs> uh, we can yeah. say, uh, because you, you end up with a calendar that is might be empty. Uh, what do you do? Uh, it's basically lost money. So that's yeah. definitely something that hosts don't want to, to deal with because it's one more variable on their business plan and that can affect a business significantly. And what is happening now is that Airbnb is, uh, for the flexible policy, is saying, okay, uh, more than one day from check-in, you can cancel, and as a guest, you get back everything. Uh, and that's basically incentivizing people to say, okay, uh, book something, and I wait until the very last minute, and if I find something better, I cancel my booking, and I book that other house uh, or yep. uh, I have an emergency and that's a legitimate case uh, I can uh, I can be sure that uh, I will not lose my money and the other case is the strict cancellation policy and that's where most of the uh, this content is the, in the host community uh, we're passing from a seven days cutoff uh, where you were getting 50% of the money or 100% of the money as a host to uh, 30 days uh, cutoff so 30 days before the check-in uh, if a guest right. cancels 30 days before, uh, it gets still 100% of the money. So nothing to the, yep. to the host. Uh, if the cancellation happens between the 30 days um, time frame and uh, the day of the check-in, the host sees 50% of the money. Instead, before it was 100%. So this is something that is making hosts uh, kind of thinking, okay, uh, is Airbnb really the right platform for me? Uh, right. I'm not really feeling... Uh, well protected uh, and uh, quite of a big um, we're getting a few negative feedback from from the host community they even uh, created a petition for for Airbnb to rethink these changes that are supposed to go live on the 18th of October uh, we'll see what, what is going to happen uh, Airbnb for for now is uh, saying okay we are going to listen to your feedback submit your uh, your um, your impressions 
but who knows uh, probably and that's what uh, the general feeling is uh, Airbnb started from Italy as a test market uh, it's not sure why um, from Italy specifically uh, but they will likely expand these new cancellation policies to um, to the rest of the world uh, unless the feedback is so overwhelmingly negative uh, right. and that's what probably the, the host community uh, hopes yeah I mean it's so it's really interesting on a couple of points. One is, um, you know, I, I wonder sometimes in, in doing this, I get why they want it. They want to be guest friendly. They want to be, I mean, they probably realize they're competing a bit with hotels, right? Where people think, hey, well, I can just cancel a hotel at the last minute. Um, they're maybe competing with Booking.com as well. That's one of the yeah, biggest competitors on this. Yep. And they have free cancellation on all those sorts of things, right? But they don't. I think what they don't realize is, again, from my time in airlines and hotels and, and, and knowing people in car rentals is, uh, if one person cancels, uh, or even if uh, you know, 10 out of 100 people cancel for your hotel, uh, that means your revenue is only 10% less, right? Yep. Uh, if you're a vacation rental owner, you only have one house. <laughs> you only have Not one room. Not that easy to, so- to find a, a substitute. Exactly. That's, it's not as easy to find like, a substitute. If you look at the overall Airbnb business, uh, it, it's, fairly, it's a fairly good assumption to say, okay, we make the, the cancellations more flexible so more guests will actually book. And that's kind of the, uh, the, the main uh, argumentation that they're bringing to the table and say, okay, guys, host, uh, we make these changes. Yes, you are uh, less protected, but there is more chances that you will get more bookings because more guests will book. Uh, but that's it's true for Airbnb as a business uh, globally. Uh, when you go down on a micro level, on a host level, uh, if someone cancels on you, uh, who is guaranteeing that you're actually going to get a new booking? Uh, probably nobody. Uh, and that's what people are really worried about. It's like we are getting... Uh, a lot of bookings from Airbnb, uh, but if these bookings are not uh, safe until the last minute, yeah. who is going to ensure that this is actually going to materialize? And yeah. furthermore, and, and, Airbnb is, is pushing for uh, the adoption of the flexible policy that is the one that is actually allowing people to uh, to cancel without any monetary uh, uh, negative effect. And how yeah. is it doing that? Uh, they are introducing a tiering uh, um, structure for the uh, for the cancellation uh, and uh, connected host service fee. So it means that if you want to have a strict policy that is giving you more uh, protection, uh, you have to pay more to Airbnb. Uh, yep. the, the new structure is a three percent. Uh, that is the standard current uh, Airbnb uh, host service fee for the flexible yep. policy. A four percent for the moderate one and a five percent for the strict one. That, from a business yep. point of view, if you think about it, it makes sense. Uh, it make, makes total sense for Airbnb to charge more for something that has more value. Until now, everybody could choose whatever policies they they preferred. Uh, what was the reason to choose a flexible policy? Mm, not much. Uh, I have the impression that not that many guests are really aware of the differences between right. the different policies. So, as a host. Yeah. You just had the incentive to, to choose the one that uh, was protecting you the most. Uh, and yeah. now you have to think about it twice uh, because you have to pay more. It's not a lot, but it's still uh, 2% more uh, that is getting taken away from, from your revenues. Yeah, and it's, 
Yeah, it's 2% more. And so, um, you know, if you go with flexible, right, let's say you go with the flexible and let's say, uh, we'll see what it is, but if, if it's even 5% of people end up canceling and you get, can't fill that, right? And yeah. so 5% of the time, that means you make 5% less revenue. And you do um, the math and you say, okay, I, I better go with a strict uh, and pay yeah. more uh, right. if I don't exactly. want to lose that money. Yep, yep. Um, so for so, Airbnb, I mean, for them, theory is a win-win game for them in terms of yep. uh, what the host should do. If you think about in in a game theory uh, kind of situation, uh, there is no reason why you should be choosing a flexible cancellation policy if you fear that people might cancel and it will be hard for you to uh, to get those bookings back. I think yep. the flexible yep. cancellation policy in the end is for casual hosts that don't really care about occupancy. Uh, professional hosts was, want to have that level of protection that uh, that you might want to have. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the one other point on this too is, you know, where it's very different than hotels is uh, and airlines is we would literally uh, look at all the data and we would predict uh, how many people we think are going to cancel. And on the airline side, if you've ever been not able to board, uh, what we call denial of boarding, um, that's because they overbook every flight because they know from statistics that, say, 3% of people don't actually show up or they cancel last minute. So there might be 100 seats on a plane and they'll book 103. And so that way they can actually deal with these cancellations because they know probability weighted, you know, that that person uh, yeah, you do it. One, risk. Yeah, but when you only have one property for one, you know, night, you can't book uh, 3% of a person extra, right? So you can't yeah. mitigate your risk at all in the same way that uh, uh, hotels, airlines, car rentals, and all those folks can. By and doing Airbnb that. itself. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see, interesting, amazing. Okay, well, uh, this has been an incredible session. We're over an hour now. Um, Ateo, as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you Thanks for- to you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for publishing uh, all about Airbnb. Uh, if you haven't checked it out already, check it out. Is there a newsletter function on there? Can there you... is a newsletter. I am not super active right. on it, but uh, once a month, more or less, I send out a few updates uh, with the latest okay. posts. So, Great. Yep, so then you can sign up. Sign up. Then you'll you'll be sure to be on top of it uh, whenever Matteo discovers uh, another interesting thing that Airbnb is up to. Um, awesome. Well, thank you everybody for joining. Uh, tune Perfect. in, uh, subscribe on the iTunes, on the SoundCloud, uh, tell everyone about it. Uh, and, uh, we'll be back soon with, uh, some more great news and some more great hosts like Matteo. Thanks so much. See you next time. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.